Welcome to the NS North Podcast. My name is Dan Byers, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Philip Kasgrang. How are you, Phil? I'm great, and you, Dan? I'm great. We are very pleased to have you listening in on our fourth podcast in a series that we hope will introduce our attendees to the great speakers who will be presenting at NS North 2013. NS North is Ottawa's first independent iOS and Mac developers and designers conference. It will take place at the Ottawa Convention Centre on April 19th to the 21st. In this podcast, we have speaker Sam Vermette, and he joins us now. How are you, Sam? I'm good, thanks. Awesome. Now, Sam, could you maybe introduce yourself and uh, tell us a bit about what you do? So, uh, well, I make uh, iOS apps, and um, I'm mostly a designer by... uh, I studied design in school, and I've always been interested in design. And so, well, I've pretty much always been obsessed with how people interact with things, so... Very young, I started. I learned how to program and design websites, and then um, in school I studied uh, uh, industrial design at University of Montreal, and uh, that kind of helped me uh, fine tune how I approach design problems and solutions. And um, so halfway through my studies, the iPhone SDK came out, and so I decided to uh, learn Objective C and release my first uh, iOS apps and uh, my first iOS app. And uh, it felt like a great, like a really exciting opportunity for me to build stuff that people would use, but in a whole different context, in the mobile context. And so since I finished school in 2010, I did a little bit of contracting work. And otherwise, I've been pretty much working full-time on my own projects. Um, Most recently, that project has been Transit. With uh, I work on Transit with Guillaume Campagna. And uh, that's pretty much what takes most of my, of my time these days. That's great. And uh, the, the, I personally have uh, used the Transit app and uh, find it fascinating for its uh, freemium model of buying apps, uh, buying packages for different cities you can happen to be in. So it's it's great because normally a, a Transit app, which is something that I actually have, I made one Transit app for the city of Gatineau here, is is something that's really hyper-local and you're limiting your market. Well, you have a transit app that's actually global and that's quite fascinating. And and uh, the only other company that I know that does that is Google in a way. So uh, that that's uh, that's very exciting to, uh, to, uh, to cool. hear that uh, just a two-man team can take on such a seemingly large project. Thanks. Well, there are actually a, a couple other apps that work in a bunch of cities for example uh, Embark they work I think in a dozen cities across the the US and Hopstop they work over in over a uh, hundred cities but uh, yeah it's a double-edged sword sword because uh, like you said a transit app usually is a is a hyper local app and in our case because we, su- we support so many cities it almost feels like uh, local medias don't really see us as a local product because we work in so many cities and so it's it's kind of a challenge to make an app that works in so many cities, but at the same time to uh, show off as a local app. And uh, yeah, we spend a lot of energy uh, trying to feel local for our users, uh, whether it's through like the 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 root colors or the little glyphs that identify the roots. So yeah, it's definitely a challenge. Oh wow! So do you actually do some kind of theming that? <clears throat> excuse me. That. Uh would distinguish between cities or yeah we we do like in uh, montreal 
people recognize the bus routes by, you know, the standard routes are blue, the night routes are black. There's the metro lines, they each have a color in Toronto. The buses are red and there's the yellow uh, subway line. And in New York, you know, they, they have all the colors and the little uh, circles with uh, the numbers in them. So we use all those uh, region-specific symbols so that people can more easily identify the routes just by looking at them without having to. Because, you know, there are so many transit apps out there that work in so many cities, but then it's mostly just you're browsing a database. You're just, uh, you know, there's no colors. It just says <laughs> the name of the route as, it, as it's stated in the open data, and that's pretty much it. But there's, like, no effort whatsoever to, to make the whole thing feel local, like it, it was designed by somebody who lives in that city. Yeah. So you, know, so, you know, for Montreal, it's quite easy because I'm a transit rider in Montreal, but for other cities like we 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 always make a kind of a brand identity research when we launch a new city to make sure that every route has the right color and we use the symbols if if there is a symbol for that route and so you so, so you don't need to travel to the city to try yeah, to make sure that everything works fine yeah thank god because otherwise it would be a pretty expensive uh, research and development i guess it would be, be fun though yeah make for a nice vacation <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's true. So, so how, actually, how many cities are you? Have you uh, did a, an actual launch in? Over so the years? right now we work in thirty six cities across U.S. and Canada. Wow! And uh, we're we just reached a hundred transit agencies, oh, and wow. so we we really want to reach uh, Europe and Australia and and uh, like foreign lands, but. Uh, the the open data problematic is uh, very much different in those places. And, you know, U.S. and Canada has a lot of it. Like most transit agencies do have open data in U.S. and Canada. But uh, in Europe, it's quite uh, quite rare. And uh, it's, it's like even in the U.K., it's kind of, um, they, they do have open data, but it's, it's in a, a whole uh, proprietary format. So it doesn't match, it doesn't fit with what we need to make the app. And so we would have to work on converters. And the, some converters already exist, but... They, when you import the data, it's missing information, and so we don't have the all the information that we need, and so it's it's a big pain in the butt. So, bottom line is we we really depend a lot on open data. So it's that, that's kind of a, a double-edged sword as well, I guess. Wow! But your your design side is showing up on the 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 essentially the localization that you're doing for each city. So you want yeah. to have the the proper design cues that are brought on from by that city so i think that's pretty that's pretty awesome it's a lot of fun as well uh, i love doing it <laughs> the the app itself the, the the ui and the 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 interactions between like all the components like it's incredibly polished like you must have gone through numerous iterations to get it uh, to get it so oh, refined yeah. yeah how how long yeah. how long has it been in development for uh, i think the first the very first mockup uh dates from back Back from February 2011, I think. So it's been almost two years. Oh wow! But I mean, it's been on and off since then. We, we Guillaume and I have been working full time on transit uh, for about a year now. But before that, you know, I was working on some designs, and then I was moving on to other projects. I was doing contracts, but uh, like the, the the project itself, the the first the original idea, it was uh, two years ago. Huh. Yeah. You mentioned open data in the in transit, and um, that 
probably brings you to a larger community than uh, than just a just even your local Coco Heads group or something like that because you have to interact with larger entities. So what what can you talk to us about your work uh, in the iOS Mac community? or mostly iOS in your case, I guess, uh, but also in the larger community? Well, in the case of Transit, I mean, there are so many um, Google groups out there, you know, with uh, communities of people helping each other to uh, uh, about open data. And But, I mean, it's, it's hard to keep up with, especially because we work with, you know, every Transit agency. Sometimes they don't have any kind of open community, but sometimes they do. But, I mean, if they do... Like we support a uh, hundred transit agencies, so it's hard to keep up with all of them. Right. So, but we, I mean, we write a lot of emails with. Uh, we try to get in touch with the people responsible for the open data at transit agencies. We get replies about uh, half of the time, and um, it's not bad actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's really frustrating though because you know when when a transit agency puts up open data out there, they kind of I feel like they have a responsibility to 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 be like. Uh, open about uh, the people themselves. You know, you should be able to get in touch with those people, and you should be able to, you know, provide them with feedback so that they can improve their data. And we've we've been really uh, blown away by some transit agencies that just are not only did well they do answer, but they simply answer like we we don't take any uh, any. I mean we. That that's the data, and it's not gonna change. And uh, don't don't bother sending us feedback. Oh, so wow. yeah, so it's a it's a pain in the butt, but uh, I guess that's part of the game. And uh, so that's for transit. But uh, I feel that it's I. So I work a lot on uh, open open source components for iOS. People might know me for my uh, iOS classes that begin with that have the SV prefix. So the most popular component I have is SV Progress HUD, and it's um, just like a, a HUD that's displayed on top of an interface. But I guess what's special about it is is that it's really easy to uh, to interact with uh, in terms of being a developer. You don't need to write a lot of code to show it and dismiss it, etc. Uh, and here I was using MB Progress HUD. I should change. Yeah, me too. Well, it's yeah, <laughs> that's what most people use, and actually that that component is the reason why I did as you progress that because I uh, I didn't like that you had to write you know two or three r lines of code to just show up that little spinning uh, indicator right so uh, you know every line counts <laughs> so uh, well the code you don't write has no bugs right so exactly yeah exactly so so I guess yeah so I, I work a lot on making things uh, you know writing less code as possible to get what I want and uh, that's that's mostly the reason behind uh, every component I write and uh, yeah it's a lot of fun because you, you get to uh, sit down and think about these very very uh, very small problematics because you know when you design an app you just sit down and you bring some ideas and uh, how you should design the UI or how you should structure the code and you can do the same for a very small iOS component, but it's a, at a very smaller scale, but it, it's still as much of, of a design issue than it is for an app. So it's, I love it because there, you know, there's no pressure of uh, screwing up things or you, know, you don't get angry users because, because it's open source. You don't, well, you supposedly don't owe any, anything to anyone. 
and uh, so it's kind of my uh, I guess a hobby on the side when I don't work on transit I I actually enjoy working on these uh, open source components the, oh, right and uh, so and you publish those like on on open source websites like github and stuff like that so yeah pretty that, pretty yeah. much github uh, it's 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 what it's a really nice site github I mean it's pretty much the mo the most common uh, open source platform out there I think but even beyond that like the the people at github do a wonderful job and I mean they update the site with new features and new stuff uh, quite often and it's it's yeah it's one of the the sites I love most I think yeah continuous deployment has something to to you know something to it for sure yeah. uh, so so now we've we've spoken about your your work and your your hobbies that are you know iOS related for lack of a better word but you have other interests that are outside of development or design because you seem to be pretty big on design what what do you do when you're when you're not sitting in front of a mock-up or or a computer it's a tough question I, I'm pretty much uh, always sitting in front of uh, my computer <laughs> <laughs> and you always yeah. have your phone in your pocket so you're always thinking about phones <laughs> yeah exactly like well I, I love I mean uh, music concerts uh i uh well i co-organize coco heads montreal with olivier collet right and uh, but i mean that that's not really a hobby it doesn't take uh, a whole lot of my time but no but uh, it's it uh, as a fellow coco heads organizer i can totally sympathize with the amount of time that it can take <laughs> yeah it, well it really depends on uh on every month i mean some months we we have a really hard time finding speakers or even uh setting up the the venue and other months it just falls into place really easily and we don't have anything to do but uh yeah it, it doesn't take most of uh, of my time outside uh, when i'm sitting at the computer but otherwise uh just uh yeah i guess most of my hobbies are uh, in front of the computer and i think that's that's not a necessarily a good thing and that might be something i need to change <laughs> but <laughs> well uh, we're not here to judge that though that's I up know, to but, you <laughs> So you yeah, you, okay. you mentioned your uh, your 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 passion for design and your uh, open source projects. Um, that's a neat transition into what you might be talking about at NS North, I guess. Oh, I thought we already uh, started talking about that, because yeah. So my talk is uh, well, the, the title right now is how open source makes us better designers, and like I said earlier, I feel that working on open source projects really. Uh, improve the way I think about um, design issues, but related to um, well apps and just iOS code and writing code in general. So, but not only in the software architecture way, like really in the, you know when you release a iOS component, you have to write a README, and you actually have to make that component appealing to other people. Just like when you release an app, you want people to use it. When you release an iOS component, you, you kind of want people to, you know, uh, enjoy using it. And the, 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 first, the main purpose is to ease, ease your life. But, like, by making it open source, you kind of expect other people to start using it. And so how you write that readme and what you put in that readme and, you know, making the class interface clean and, you know, even uh, replying to uh, user feedback or feature requests or that kind of stuff. It's almost like releasing and maintain, maintaining an actual app. And so 
I feel that it's a very interesting exercise for any dev out there because it's kind of like releasing an app without going, you know, through all the hard work of making an actual app. Right. And so it's and no uh, app store hassles. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel that it's it it's really changed how I work and how I think about design problems. And uh, you know, it, so many people fall in the feature creep. Uh, uh, you know, trap, and I feel that open source components. Like, I get feature requests all the time for every single of my components I have, and you know, we all gotta learn to say no to those feature requests. But you know, trying to um, think about what what makes you say no and why you should uh, you shouldn't add that feature, it's kind of a really good exercise that you can after take take that and uh, apply it to your apps, and that you. You you really uh, weight every feature that you you add to an app. Well, you are wise beyond your years. That is the voice of experience right there. Well, no kidding. It's hard to explain, but uh, hopefully, I'll have a better speech at uh, at the conference. Yeah, no. and, and 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 probably some examples too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it oh, sounds well, fantastic. Spe- speaking of conferences, so so you've been to a few conferences. So if you if people are out there listening to you and thinking that this isn't this is interesting, why do you think they should attend? either NS North or actually any conference, because they might not be able to make it to NS North. Well, conferences are great, but, I mean, there's there's a big difference, I think, between uh, WWDC and a conference, a smaller conference such as NS North. Because, you know, at NS North, we're going to be uh, almost a little fewer or about 100 people, and so you you really get the chance to speak to almost everyone that's that's over there. So... It's uh, it's a great way to have really interesting talks with other people, and uh, to actually get to know people that share common interests with you that also live close by. Whereas you know at WDC you you meet people from all over the world, and that's great. But <clears throat> you know it's it's not people that uh, live around you, so it's you you might not see them uh, again in the in the next year until the next uh, WDC. So yeah, NS North, and I've been to Singleton, and it's it's really great. Uh, Singleton is in Montreal in uh, October, and it's really great to see the these smaller conferences uh, pop up around you know where where you live because it's it's a lot more um, accessible than you know having to take a flight all the way to San Francisco or in uh, other conferences in Europe, for example. And so you you uh, there there it's much more likely that you have the resources to to attend that conference. Excellent. Okay. Well, yeah, like we're, we're we're certainly trying to uh, to put on a conference that that emphasizes local and 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 draws a lot of people from the the Montreal and Toronto and Ottawa area. And we really uh, really appreciate you speaking tonight um, and joining us tonight in the podcast. Um, I guess that that can wrap up this episode of the NS North podcast. Um, yeah. So thank you very much for joining us tonight and giving us the taste of what's to come in April, Sam. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. We, uh, we hope our listeners enjoyed this episode, and that if you haven't purchased your conference pass yet, keep in mind that attendance is limited, so don't delay and miss out. Um, if you'd like to know more about the conference, you can visit our website at nsnorth.ca for all the details. And uh, actually, um, Sam, would you like to push your blog or uh, website at all, where people can, can uh, contact well, you? I'm- I'm uh, Sam Vermette on uh, that's E T T E and that's on Twitter and uh, on my website is samvermette.com and uh, 
you can find the transit uh, by typing the transit app in Google or when you type transit on the app store it's the first app that comes out so if, if you want to try it out it's fairly easy to find awesome all right well we hope to see everybody in April uh, thanks a lot Philippe thanks Dan for such a wonderful uh, job of uh, putting everything together here awesome thanks thanks a lot Sam thanks guys bye everyone bye